Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thursday during football season, which, I mean, with the Super Bowl this weekend, I think we probably uh, will finish up with John next week. John joins us. John, you're out in Houston, I'm guessing, yes? I am right now. I'm right now heading over to the Atlanta Falcons session. So we got the police escort here in the bus. John, can you give us give us give us a story that that has been uncovered this week that has been interesting? Because I feel like every year, you know, we got something that we could sink our teeth into, but I'm having trouble with that right now. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you get you got a new team in Atlanta, and of course, uh, you talk about an offense that ranks historically one of the better ones with what they're able to do. But you know, it's going to be a little different next year because Kyle Shanahan's going to be moving on to San Francisco. That'll impact the offense and probably take a little bit less off. And then you really have kind of a celebration, I guess, of the New England Patriots, which of course probably doesn't go well in an AFC East team. You know, with Bill Belichick uh, now being talked about as one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coaches ever, and it got. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever and a chance to cash in on five Super Bowl rings. So that that may not be the media stuff, and there really hasn't been much controversy. I mean, other than maybe Kyle Shanahan bringing his backpack to media session Monday night and uh, losing it for 30 minutes to one of the writers, Art Standard. Yeah, there isn't much juice surrounding this Super Bowl. A lot of people have said that this week. Do you think that some of that has to do with just Patriot fatigue or people just nationally not interested in the Patriots anymore? No, I mean, you can, you can look at the ratings and see the national interest is there because, I mean, they're still one of the biggest draws in the league. But I do think that what happens is you probably from the story standpoint, not from the writers, but probably from the interest league-wide is, oh, we've already, heard, we've already read that because you're dealing with a team that's been around so many years. And I, I have seen that happen. I've seen that happen toward the end of the Steelers dynasty, the 49ers dynasty, and all that. And that does take some juice, I think, out of the preparation and some of the stuff before the Super Bowl. But that doesn't change what happened during the game. Do you have, you know, we've talked to several people from the Boston area uh, this week. Do you buy into the idea that this Super Bowl, the potential of winning this Super Bowl, is as meaningful as any of them to the Patriots? Oh, absolutely. I mean, from the player standpoint, I know being in the locker room after the championship game, you know, they were just itching to get on a podium with uh, Roger Goodell and kind of rub it in on him. Now, again, you know, you'll get the professional touch with Tom Brady and kind of the boring touch with Bill Belichick and kind of a little bit of a slight grin uh, with a bad stare with Robert Kraft. But, I mean, from the player standpoint, they want it. And, you know, from the fan standpoint, because, I mean, these fans are outraged and, you know, they, they – they are twisting anything uh, that they want in the sense that it's like, okay, we have such vindictiveness. We, we think the world is against the Boston area, which obviously isn't the case. But, I mean, they want this one really bad because they want to try to at least uh, – it's not, not just a matter of celebrating it, but rubbing it in. Now, your, your impression in Houston, I imagine you've been there for a couple of days now. Uh, the fans there, are there a bunch of Falcon fans traveling is there, or do we think it's going to be an overwhelmingly Patriot crowd? 
Uh, I, I would imagine it's probably going to be pretty even, probably with a little bit more Patriot crowd. You know, the uh, too early to really get a sense of where the Falcon fans are because they're not going to be coming in, in this early. They'll be starting to come in more Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, there's activities like the NFL Experience, which is actually pretty big this year. It's probably the biggest NFL Experience area. But I think at the moment, you know, it's kind of neutral as far as that goes. But as the week goes on, because you, re- you realize, you know, each year the cost goes up, whether it's for the tickets, the hotel, you name it. And so to come in on midweek, there's not really a great advantage. But to come in toward the weekend, that's where we'll get the crowd. But I would sense that the Patriot uh, fans will outnumber the Falcon fans. I know it's tough to not be a big fanboy when it comes to watching the game and being at the Super Bowl, but what is the most epic Super Bowl experience you've ever had in covering this game? Uh, just, I mean, some, just some of the uh, the big games. I mean, you know, certainly that Cincinnati-San Francisco game with the great comeback by Joe Montana when he did that in Detroit, which, of course, was great because how cold it was, and it kind of warmed us up with that. I mean, certainly <clears> – <throat> The great, uh, the great game with the Giants and the Buffalo Bills, and, and really, to be honest, many of the Patriot games. Because we can talk about, you know, the Patriots having maybe one of the best dynasties ever, but all these games are close. Yep. I mean, three-point games, even the two that they lost to Eli Manning. I mean, these are all close football games. So, I mean, they've kind of raised it because if you go back in history, you know, through the 70s and 80s, most of the Super Bowls were just blowouts. They were boring. If you really look at it over the last 10 15 years, there's been a lot of close, good games. And I think that's really revived things. Uh, you know, during the week, sure, you've had a lot of events and things of that nature. But I think just from the game standpoint, the games have really become great over the last decade. What's been your favorite Super Bowl? Like, do you look back at any and, and say to yourself, I, I really enjoyed that game? Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, Tennessee-St. Louis game, just how close that was coming down with the Titans basically one yard away from winning. Uh, I thought that was great. <clears throat> Certainly, uh, you know, kind of a startup. I was able to be down to the Steelers startup when they started in Minnesota and then just started to become a dynasty. I mean, you look back again, as I mentioned, that uh, San Francisco-Cincinnati game. I love the, uh, <clears throat> the games, particularly the first two Super Bowls by the Patriots because of the, you know, how tight the games were and some of the good moves. And then clearly, I think, you know, the two games with – the Giants against the Patriots with Eli Manning and the Giants coming back with such big plays and critical moments. I mean, but you know, there's just so many great memories of that. If you want to get in with John Clayton, okay, you can get in your uh, your text questions are probably the best way to do it today since John is traveling, okay? 67974 on the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line. You can text in your questions as he joins us every Thursday at this time. Uh, before we give you a break here and get in some questions for the listeners, what is going on with the Raiders, okay? We know the situation has seemingly fallen apart with Las Vegas, and, and now San Diego, they, they've opened their arms, if I have it correct, and they're, they're interested in welcoming the Raiders to San Diego? Well, what it comes down to is that it's almost like if you're going into the playoffs with Andy Dalton or you're going into the playoffs with Derek Carr and you lose your quarterback, all of a sudden the odds change. Of course, bringing up odds for Vegas is kind of interesting. The odds have now changed for the Raiders going to Vegas. When you lose $650 million out of a deal, and now Goldman Sachs at one point thought they had that money, and now they don't, now it's going to be a scramble. Because how do you scramble in Vegas to try to get $650 million to get this thing right? You can't call it dead because, again, there's a chance to get it alive. And you would have to think if you're Mark Davis and you need a new stadium, I mean, you've got to consider looking at San Diego because, I mean, you can come in and ask for a stadium that's going to be less than what the Spanos want, but also, too, 
Same problem facing uh, the Raiders. It probably comes to a vote, and if he has to be a two-thirds vote, that makes it very difficult. So that that deal took a big hit this week. Is this bad for the NFL? Because, you know, we, we know how much money the league makes, but you got a couple of teams now who have relocated in the last year, and you have another team in Oakland that's trying to relocate, and we don't really know where they're going to wind up being. I mean, like, is is this all a bad look for the NFL? Not a bad look, but I think it's a bad situation because, okay, you can look at the Rams move and say, all right, Stan Kroenke had it all figured out. He had the money there. Everything's great. He's going to get a palace in Los Angeles. That's good. But it almost looks like the Chargers, are. you don't know if they're getting maybe financially a little bit of a better deal, but is it really that good of a deal? You're moving into a 27,030-seat stadium. You You now have to be a renter. That's not a good situation. And the same thing, again, in Oakland, it's a matter of survival. And so if the Vegas deal doesn't work out, you work out something else. So maybe that doesn't look bad. But I think the Charger thing does not make the not the league look good because, again, it's not a matter that the league made that move. The Chargers made the move. All right, John, we're going to put you on hold here, and we'll take some text questions for you from the listeners, all right? All right, sounds good. All right, hang on. That's John Clayton again every Thursday at this time. He joins us. Your text questions for the professor on the Coal Springs Automobile Kia text line 67974. Damn it, I was doing so well with that freaking button. Forgot what to push button? it. Forgot to push it. Oh, your microphone button? It was good. Yeah, that was, uh, look, look, that I was, was, going, it was going so well. It's a professional we John ha- Clayton we're have, dealing with there. Damn it, it's been had, months. Step we up have game. had some texters uh, say that, uh, you know, Corey could replace Romberg on the show. The texters are big fans of, you took a of big step back. Zazlo's hey. son, Corey, and in his as, performance as during the headlines, he's getting a lot of praise on the text line. So I'm just saying, Romberg. I mean, we're not saying it's going to happen, but I would, I would watch your back. You know, you heavy need to step up your crown, performance. Heavy is the crown, Corey. Heavy is the crown. No, it's heavy as the head that wears the crown. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. John Clayton's with us every week at this time. Obviously, we got the game this weekend. Before we get back to John here, it's bring your bring your son daughter to work day. I got my son here. He's eight. There's about a million kids in this building right now. Our boss just came in and, and warned us that in about five minutes he's going to be walking a bunch of children into our studio. Yeah, it's actually really cool what Entercom is doing. They got they, like they got all kinds of activities planned for them today for the next couple hours. It's really neat. Uh, real quick before we get back to John here, Corey, uh, my son is Corey. You want to say hi to to the kids in your class? I think they might be listening. You want to say hello to all of them? Hello, class. Why don't you tell everyone what your class is, uh, what school and uh, and your teacher's name? I go to MC Creek Elementary in Cooper City, and my teacher is Miss Marina. All right, so why don't you Big say... shout out to MC yeah, Creek. Yeah, why don't you say hey to all of them in second grade. <laughs> go, hey. Hey to everybody in Embassy Creek. Shout out to Embassy Creek. Excellent. You know what? Special that was, shout out I to mean, all the second perfect. graders. Just perfect. Mm. All right, great job. All right, uh, John Clayton here. John, what do you think? A future in broadcasting right there for my son? No, in fact, I want to make this suggestion. Romberg, can you let Corey do the next read? Yeah, you Whoa, too. There you go. You too, John. The there you go. That suggestion, John. Everybody's go. trying to fire me here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, just... oh, no, 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 no. An assist. Yes. An assist. Uh, excellent go. job. John, I got a question for you about the Indianapolis Colts punter. I didn't really dive into the story, but I saw it this morning. What is guys retiring so young and so, only so many years in the game, and especially a punter who very rarely gets a lot of dings, at 29 years old? punter for the Indianapolis Colts? That's a, a surprise because, uh, you know, you know that he's a guy that is 
been around for so long. He's such a good spokesman, too, because he's actually pretty good on radio and all that. So I find that very surprising that he would do it. But, you know, like anything else, I think, you know, you do a certain thing for a long period of time. You realize, even though it's not as physical as being a punter, you know, you now have to get your body right. I mean, Carson Palmer's going through life, and it takes a lot of work, takes a lot of agony, and sometimes you say, you know what, I've made a lot. It's not worth it. We have some questions on the text line about Media Day. Were you tuned into Media Day this year? I mean, we didn't even have that many quotes coming out of Media Day. It didn't seem to carry much juice either, the Media Day itself. No, to me, I mean, moving it to the night and having it more podium-driven makes it, I think, a lot more benign. Because, uh, you know, I know walking around there on Monday night, it was really hard to find anything to dig into, you know, because one of the things that's nice about when you get a chance to go one on one, I mean, you get to follow up questions. But when you all of a sudden have everything on the podium and again, there was people that are available around there, but you really did not get any juicy stuff. And so I think the fact that, you know, it's, it's wild because you got the fans in there, you got music and everything else. It just kind of waters down a little bit of what you have. And so because of that, uh, it, you, you don't get the same juice as you did. I mean, it's not the same as years ago. You know, you're out there on a on a field. You got the, uh, you know, Hollywood Henderson just ripping Terry Bradshaw. You know, it's a little bit a little bit different because it's not as intimate as it is. It's just on a field when you're in a, a baseball ball, ballpark. You were talking about the Raiders last segment. A texter asks, "Why are all these teams relocating? What's the purpose of a team's relocation generally?" The money. You know it. That's what it is. It's a matter of trying to drive revenue. You get into an outdated stadium, and then the next thing you know, you come back and you get a, uh, you know, a chance to, you know, triple your revenue. And even as bad as the Chargers deal might be in uh, Los Angeles, they're going to triple their revenue, which of course is a very important thing because you want to try to stay up with everybody else. I mean, they're all making profit, but they all like to make big profit, and it's hard to do that when you're going to be in an older stadium. A texter asks, is Big Ben retiring? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's just talk more than anything else. He's 34 years old. He's in the prime of his career. And, you know, once you get to, and I'm sure Brett went through this himself and seen it with all the other players, I mean, you think, okay, I've made a lot of money. Is it worth it? Well, for him, it's going to be worth it. But you got to understand, with Ben, there's always going to be a little bit of extra drama because he loves the comeback. And even if it's a comeback from an injury or comeback for a season, he wants everybody guessing. But also, in part, He's trying to make a point. He's trying to get the point to management. It's like, hey, my window may be closing. So can you make sure we have everything together? Do we get our young guys in the secondary to play better? We make sure that we take care of our running back, our wide receiver. So my time's starting to run thinner. Are the Dolphins signing Jarvis Landry and or Kenny Stills this offseason? I would hope they find a way to keep both. Now, you know, clearly they can, they can stall things with Landry. But I think Stills is too explosive to let go. So I think, you know, and you know Mike Tannenbaum. I mean, he's very good at getting deals. And I think that, you know, over a course of a a year or so, he can get deals for both. I mean, that's one of the specialties that Tannenbaum is so good at. And these are two guys that I think, I mean, Stills is such a great luxury, but he's a luxury that's so important. And for an offense like this to keep him. But Landry, I mean, clearly is one of the better receivers in football. There's no way possible that he's not going to be there. John, we just got off the phone with Luke Wilson as well, and I think he's waiting for an invitation for you to go hang out in the basement and have a beer with. I, he told me he's ready and he's waiting for you to have a little walk over to the facility, kind of walk back with him, talk a little shop. Hopefully he's going to be there next year to have that done with him. But uh, he's just always waiting on his, his, his invite. Oh, yeah. I love Luke. In fact, Luke yesterday, 
uh, I had him on the air in Seattle, and the first time I looked at him, I just broke out laughing. In fact, I even he just cracked up because I said, I said, because first off, he's doing Canadian TV, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. for TSN, and all of a sudden now for the first time he's in a sport coat and all this stuff, and I just just purposely cracked up because he's such a good guy. I mean, if you've talked to him and you know him real well, he's one of the better quotes and one of the better interviews you can have because, you know, he, he still believes that the moon landing was staged. It was a TV event. Does he really? He's one <laughs> of those guys. Oh, yeah, he's, he's hilarious. He's man. one of those guys oh, who, like, yeah. doesn't believe in dinosaurs and, and, and that kind of stuff? Nope, he thought that was all staged. In fact, I told him to go over to NASA because over at NASA, they actually have some kind of thing where you actually can go in a little bit of a spaceship and Mars comes down to you and says, see, I told you, that's all staged. Oh, we've got to ask him about I that. I can't believe we didn't oh. know this before we had him on. Oh. oh, no, 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 no. It's like we go through this all because, in fact, one of the questions I ask on the air, because I do it all the time, what new conspiracy theories do you have? Because, I mean, he leads the league among players with conspiracy theories. I mean, he's such a great guy. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, here he comes back. So he went to school at Rice. And the conspiracy theory went against him because, in my opinion, I think others, he's a better player than Vance McDonald, his teammate. But the coaching staff got Vance more involved in the passing game in Luke's last year. And so, all of a sudden, you know, Luke goes down in the draft and Vance goes up. All right, so who was the better player the first year, in my opinion? It was Luke Wilson. All right, so now Vance gets the $6 million contract. I'm hoping that uh, Luke could be satisfied with 4 to $5 million a year, but I hope that they get him back in Seattle. He's too good of a quote. Oh, we got to talk to him about that again. All right, uh, John, excellent job. And, and also, hey, TurboTax, John, great job, TurboTax. Did you like it? It's a great commercial. John's got a new commercial out there. He's doing spots there for TurboTax. Who is it you have in the cryo chamber? Is it Johnny Unitas? Johnny Unitas, number 19. Yeah, he keeps... Uh, yeah, keeps so, jo- and, and, the, and the great part is, I mean, you know, by being able to keep Johnny Unitas alive and still be able to give some sports paraphernalia, some football paraphernalia to charity, I was able to get a tax deduction. Yep, he keeps, oh. he keeps Johnny Unitas in a cryo chamber uh, in, his, uh, in his basement, in his home. It's, uh, it's, it's a funny commercial. Excellent job. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the game this weekend, John. Okay, thanks. All right, that's John Clayton right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.